very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show. Today, I'm super excited to have my first dental detective on the show, uh, Miss Trish Lewis Clark. Uh, Trish has been working with dentists for a long time. Let me have her introduce herself because I think she can do a much better job than I can. Trish, welcome. Thank you so much. It's my honor and pleasure to be here today. I love dentistry. It's such a passion for me. I have been in dentistry for a little over 30 years now. I started out as a certified registered dental assistant with extended functions, went into management, consulting, and um, now I'm the dental detective. That's awesome. So when did you start your consulting business? How long have you been helping others? Well, pretty much my whole career, but officially about 15 years ago, um, I started a consulting company part-time and still worked full-time as an office manager. And uh, how, when did you go full-time? Probably about five years ago. Do you, are you enjoying it? Are you having fun? I love what I do, and every day is so exciting and fun. Yes, sir. Let's start by talking about the concept of a dental detective. Can you tell us more about that? What do you mean by that? Absolutely. Um, a dental detective is someone who's going to go in and help you discover areas that need improvement. We're going to do some training in those areas, implement the training, and be there for you with follow-up and support. It's a positive, nurturing um, experience. That's awesome. I love the way you speak. You, you talk to the point. You don't drag on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I assume you are a great communicator. I try. Yes, sir. <laughs> Trish, so let's talk about, you know, let's pretend I, I'm a dentist. I hired you. I, I'm curious because I've never, you know, met a dental detective. So, um, so I hire you and we have a chat and uh, what happens on day one? Day one, we're going to talk about what your concerns are, where, where your vision is for your practice and where you want to go with that. Um, everything that I do is a unique boutique style of coaching, and we're going to work together to accomplish those goals. A lot of times, the dentist and owner, um, they really do not know what's happening in the entire practice because where are they most of the time? With the patient doing dentistry, correct? Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in um, as a new patient and I'm going to bring that new patient experience to the dentist so that he or she understands how I felt as a new patient coming into their practice and how we can really elevate um, the success of keeping and retaining those new patients based on how you feel when you first come in. Right. So your entire premise is looking at the problem from the customer's point of view and then communicating it to the dentist so he understands what the customer experiences and then hopefully helping them, you know, change or improve what they do so the customer has a better experience, um, loves the practice, accepts treatment more, and hopefully tell their friends about it. Absolutely. So I hired you. 
uh, I told you my concerns. Typically, what are the concerns that a doctor would discuss with you? Like, give me the top three. The top three, they really don't know what their team is saying or doing on the phone. They do not understand why their schedule is falling apart. And they're just unsure of where the disconnect is in their practice. Got it. So, so I wrote the check. You're, you're working for me now. So you, I assume you call the office first to book an appointment. Is that where you start? Yes, sir. So I'm going to call, make the appointment. And based on what we've pre-arranged, whether I'm going to be a new patient in hygiene or a visitor or toothache, um, we'll determine exactly what questions I'm going to kind of ask the front and see what their response is. Are they friendly? Are they getting me an appointment right away? Are they leaving me on hold? Um, are they able to even answer the questions that I'm asking? So that'll be step one. Step two, gonna show up for the appointment. So one second, let's, let's um, pass step one. So step one, what do you typically notice? What are some of the things that you notice? How they answer the phone. How are they treating me? Do I, do I feel like it's a warm, loving, caring phone conversation? Are they smiling when they're talking to me? Um, are they having a bad day? Because I'm going to be able to tell. You know, everything that you say and feel is related to that new patient on the other end. So you want it to be a positive experience. And unfortunately, majority of the time when I make that first phone call, it's, it's not a warm fuzzy. Right. What are the top mistakes you see people make on the phone? The top three. They really do not know where their dentist went to school. That's one of the questions I'll ask. Where did, where did your doctor um, go to school? Um, how long has he or she been practicing? Uh, what are your emergency you know, hours or protocol? I mean, you really need to know your practice and the person answering that phone needs to be able to answer any question that's thrown at them because that's crucial. Because that shows that I care. And if, if the person on the phone doesn't know, you're like, I don't want to go there because... They don't seem to really care about what they do. They just are doing it for the sake of doing it. Exactly. Exactly. And right. you know, another common mistake is they'll say, thank you for calling XYZ. Hold, please. And they'll put you on hold. They won't ask you. I mean, it's, and then there's silence and you're thinking, wow, I'm so not important to that caller. Right. Right. So make me feel important. Make me feel like the most important thing right now because... Otherwise, why should I choose you? If I'm not important to you, why should you be important to me? Exactly. Because when I get there, I'm not going to be important to you either. So if you've made me feel important, I can't wait to see you and be a part of your office. But if you're already making me feel a little uneasy, that's, that's difficult. Right. To convert right. that call. Any other mistakes you notice during that first call? They're not helpful when it comes to scheduling. They'll just say, I have a Thursday at two. Well, I'm not able to make that day. Do you have something else? No, that's all we have. They're just, you hit a wall and it's like, wow. And then when you really get into practice and you realize the schedule looks like switched cheese, they could have given me 10 other offerings. But, you know, so be, be compassionate with your patients. Listen to what they're actually asking you because you've got to have that flexibility to put them in the schedule so that they feel like you really care about them. Right. It looks like this particular example you're talking about, 
the employee or the team member is not engaged. They're not just, at all. And, that, and, and unfortunately, that happens quite often. Right. And that to fix it, you have to start with the leader, right? The dentist. Yes, sir. Right. So, you, so you're not only noticing the tactical issues, you're noticing some of the unsaid things that people don't talk about in terms of how they feel about the practice and so forth. Exactly. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So right. if the dentist doesn't know that his team is not responding the way he would like for his practice or her practice to be represented, then that's a problem. Right. Now, day of the appointment, you flew in, you show up, then what happens? I start my assessment as soon as I pull in. Um, I evaluate how everything looks on the outside. Does it feel good? Is it scary? Is it welcoming? Are the bushes overgrown? Is there trash in the parking lot? Because that's what your patients see when they pull up. And that represents you, even from the outside. So everything is evaluated from the front door to the back door, from the per first person who greets you to the last person who walks you out. Right. It goes back to the point about being important. So if you have trash outside, that means this is not that important to you. <laughs> exactly. And it's a that's already a little scary. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm going to trust you with my health. Maybe not. Already I'm coming in with second guesses and, you know, all these concerns. So like now it's almost like you're guilty until proven innocent. Absolutely. So um, what do you typically notice on the outside? Tell me like what are the top things you notice? If you have a glass door and it's smudgy, take some Windex, take a few seconds, clean it. Your patients notice it. It may be something small, but it's big when it comes to first impressions. And it's so true. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So right. make sure the cobwebs are cleaned out of your, you know, your walkway going into your practice and your mats shook out by your front door that you don't have a bunch of grass or leaves sitting on it. You know, you want to look like you live there, but you don't want to look like nobody's home. Right. Fair enough. And then what happens? So you're walked in. Now, what do you typically see? I want to what see, do you typically pay, look for? I want to see who's behind the desk and how they're representing that doctor. Um, are they greeting me? Are they giving me eye contact? Are they just handing me a clipboard and pointing to the, the waiting room while they're on the phone? Are they recognizing who I am? Are they greeting me by name? Oh, hi. You know, are you Mrs. So-and-so? Or, you know, so all of those things are very important. That first impression when I walk in. Right. What is a good example of an amazing practice when you walk in? Describe it to me, please. I walk in, they stop what they're doing. They look me in the eye. Hi, how are you today? Welcome to our practice. Oh, great. You're new. Well, here you go. Here's some paperwork. There's a front and back right here. If you have any questions, I'm right here for you. You can have a seat right over there. Would you like something to drink? Would you like a bottle of water? I mean, you just want to be like the concierge of the dental practice. You want to just, I wouldn't say get up and give them a hug, but you want them to have that feel good when they come in. Right, <clears throat> right. And typically what do you see? I know that's what you want to see, but typically what do you see? <laughs> I see someone holding up a finger, like wait just a second, I'm on the phone, or 
they're on their cell phone at the front desk texting someone or um, playing on the computer, not giving eye contact, not acknowledging you. That's a big one. And then you'll stand there, you'll kind of clear your voice a little bit and you'll say, excuse me, and they'll look at you like you've just interrupted them in the middle of brain surgery. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm a new patient, you know, and they're like, well, did you print out your paperwork? You know, like just attitude. A lot of times you'll get just attitude and it's, it's very sad um, because a lot of times the rest of the office doesn't know what's going on at that first impression up front. Right. I was watching, I don't know on which uh, website, but uh, there's somebody in Ohio, she goes into a Burger King, and this, this person behind the counter starts screaming at her because she took too long to order. <clears throat> and uh, this lady has, you know, captured it on her iPhone or smartphone and then posted it on the internet and it's gone everywhere. Oh my goodness. And I guess, of course, it's not that bad, but you're saying a lot of times it's almost like you are not the most important person. That's the feeling you get when you're in these offices. And that's, and that's sad. Right. Um, then what are you looking for? So you notice the interaction between you and the, and the, and the person, then what happens? And, you, and I look around for the environment. What does the front, front desk area look like? Are there some pictures taped to the wall? Is there clutter on the desk? Like what's really going on up there? How, how organized is it? How neat and clean is it? And then I go and I sit down and I do the same evaluation for the waiting room or living room, whatever the front area. And is the floor clean? Is, is there things to read? Is there a TV playing? Like you just wanna take it all in. So as the dental detective, that's what I do. I take in all the little details that sometimes offices um, they just get mundane. They just do the same thing day in, day out. And they don't realize that the trash in the front area needs to be emptied. It's, it's overflowing with, you know, Keurig cups and, you know, just different little things like that. And it's not all negative either. So you want to, you want to know that your front desk is greeting. If, if, if I walk in and that front desk is amazing, boy, they're getting a, they're getting a star by their report too. You know, so it's the good, the bad, and the ugly all get wrapped up in <coughs> Right. Talk to me about the rest of the experience. You finish filling out the form, then what happens? Then I wait and see who comes to get me. And then we go back and um, I evaluate that person, whether it's going to be the hygienist or an assistant. Who, who's bringing me back? Did they greet me by name? How did that flow? You know, how long did I have to wait in the room before the doctor came in or if I'm getting my teeth cleaned, how long did I have to wait for an exam? So sometimes the doctor won't know what name I'm going under. So that kind of puts them at, you know, on their best behavior too. So they, they won't know that it's me until they, they come in the room. And uh, so everyone, everyone's being um, under investigation per se. Right, right. <clears throat> and um... What do you look for the person who kind of takes you and, you know, and takes you to the back? Like what, what's a great experience? A great experience is they're going to kind of sit in the chair and they're going to roll in front of me and they're going to look me eye to eye and say, I'll use my real name, Trish, how are you doing today? I understand that you're here um, for a toothache on the lower right. Can you tell me a little more about that? 
how are you feeling? What's, you know, I'm looking at your health history. Is there any other medications that aren't listed? They're really gonna get to know me and get to know what I'm there for, whether it's a toothache or hygiene, whatever it is. And they're gonna be able to connect with me. And that's extremely important in dentistry. You've got to have a connection with your patient and you have to always be in a relationship with them, whether it's the first time or the last time or any time. You need to be in a constant relationship with your patients. Your front needs to, your hygiene, your assistants, your treatment coordinator, every person in that practice needs to be in a relationship, not only with each team member, but with each patient that comes in. So that's what a good experience would be. Right. <clears throat> right. What do you typically see happening? They bring you back, they'll put on the bib, they'll say the doctor will be in in a few minutes, and they leave. And you're wow. sitting there alone in a room, you've never been there before, and you don't know what to expect. So a lot of patients have anxiety, so they're probably sitting there and their anxiety is building and building. And for me, I just go into my detective mode. I look around, I see what's out there, what's on the counters, what's being displayed, how, and I time it. How long did I have to wait for anybody to come back in and even talk to me? <coughs> makes, makes perfect sense. And then, of course, the doctor comes in. Typically, what do you see happening the way you meet the doctor? The doctor will come in, and obviously, they've seen me before, um, but they're not to acknowledge that Obviously, we know each other, and I want to see how he does connect with me or she connects with me. Are they really going to treat me the same way? And typically, yes. They'll, they'll ask about my health history and how, how's their quote-unquote bedside manner? Are they going to want to really get to know me a little more and treat me like a person and a patient? Can you tell me an amazing experience you had with the doctor? Like what happens? Oh, absolutely. Same thing. They're going to sit in their chair and they are going to come in front of me and they're going to connect with me. And they're going to say to me, Trish, I see that you're down today for your hygiene visit and everything went very well. But here's some areas that I'm concerned about and they're going to show me. They're going to show me on the screen. Well, this tooth here, take a look at this, it has a little fracture or you know, we recommend maybe doing some whitening since you just got your braces off. And they're going to really listen to my concerns and I'm going to be able to understand what they're saying to me um, in their terms. And I'm going to walk out of there feeling like, wow, this was the best experience ever. So you're saying the number one thing is find out what the customer wants. Find out why they're there instead of telling them things. Listen Absolutely. more listen. Listening is key and it's crucial. <coughs> and you don't see a lot of doctors mastering the art of listening? Not as much. No, sir. Right. I guess they're so used to treating people. They know what's wrong, like taking the time to really, really listen. Like if you were the doctor, what, how would you listen? Can you like pretend like you are the doctor? Like how would you go about listening? What kind of questions would you ask? Trish, what brings you in to see us today? And then I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say why I'm there. And based on what I say is gonna be my next question. 
So I understand correctly that you just got your braces off and you're concerned about your smile. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you looking at whitening your smile? Yes, that would be great. What are your options? So they listened to what I had to say and they were able to say it back to me. Because sometimes we think we're listening, but we're not really hearing what our patients are saying. And that's extremely important. Right. So by repeating it, you, you know, and the patient knows that you are truly listening. Yes, sir. One of the questions I've heard people use is, um, you know, if you and I are talking in three years, what should happen to your smile or oral health for you to be happy with me? So in other words, kind of letting them dream. What do you think about a question like that? I think it's great. It gets them interacting. It makes them think. And it, it, it gets them involved in their own treatment. That's perfect. I love that. So this way, it's not you trying to sell them things. It's really you helping them achieve what they want. Absolutely. Right. Now, so that's the patient experience. Of course, there's treatment and everything else. Anything else you'd notice in that first visit? Well, you just kind of take it all in because, I mean, I've even gone to use the restroom. You know, that's another area that a lot of times the doctor doesn't go into is the patient restroom. And you'd be surprised what you'd find in there. <laughs> right. Now, how do you go about, so now you did the analysis, then what happens, Trish? So what we'll do is we'll meet after, usually within the first 24 hours. And my complete analysis, um, I'll have that pulled together and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. And we will go over um, the areas that need improvement and definitely brag on the areas that they did incredible on. And then we're gonna come up with a game plan together. We're gonna customize something that will work um, for your practice in your unique situation. And then we do the reveal. I'm going to come back the following day. I usually come in about 15 minutes before their normal meeting or huddle team meeting in the morning. And we do a reveal to actually reveal who I am and why I'm there to help the team. Right. Right. And then um, how do you go about changing this? Like, you know, you mentioned sometimes the people are not engaged. They're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Like, how do you turn around those kinds of things? I'm a very positive, upbeat person. So I love to bring that energy into practices and show them it's kind of watch how I do it and let's see you practice it. I love to role play with team members. You see, I've done their job and I've been there and I can completely relate to what they're doing on a daily basis. And I think that helps me connect with them so that when we are trying to implement any type of change, we can do it together so that they know that they're not alone and that I, I, I have been there and I've done it and it's been very successful in my career. So I wanted to share it with them and they're more like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it really does make a difference. What do you think causes this disengagement? What do you think is a root cause? And how do you go about dealing with it? With the disengagement or engagement? Disengagement. You know, like you said, the person almost, like, you know, they, they don't care, you know, and, and, and it's just the way maybe they feel because of the way the practice is run. And it could, it could be that. It could be a lot of different factors. Um, what I find 
is when other team members do not understand each person's responsibility in the practice, they become disengaged. The front doesn't understand the back, the back doesn't understand hygiene, doctor doesn't get the front. I mean, it, it is a disconnected circle, okay? So I, I bring them all together to show them how you can work together in harmony and improve your daily environment and bring some fun into it. I love to bring fun into the practice. Right. You didn't talk about numbers. You didn't talk about anything. So is that something you usually don't do in that first 24 hours? I will look at their numbers after I've come in for my reveal and we'll move forward on that based on the goals the doctor has set forth. Perfect. <clears throat> Can you talk to me about like a client of yours? Just walk me through what happened, um, you know, like numbers, anecdotes. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorites, um, well, they're all my favorites actually. A, a female dentist called me and hired me as the dental detective. I went in um, for a routine hygiene visit and unbeknownst to me, the hygienist was right out of hygiene school. And uh, right away I noticed there were some areas that she could improve on, on educating me. Cause I had literally just had my braces off maybe a month before. So I was waiting for her to mention in the whitening, waiting for her to mention a couple areas that I knew um, were some areas of concern. And none of that happened. So I had quite a report for hygiene and there were other areas where she was just phenomenal at. So I couldn't wait to brag on that. And uh, met with the doctor the next day. And she said, you know what? I forgot to tell you that she was right out of hygiene school. And I said, that's okay. It doesn't matter if she's practicing one day or you know, a hundred days, it doesn't matter. So we moved forward and this client she was so excited to have me there. And when we did the reveal, the team came up and hugged me. They were like, we are so glad you are here. We just didn't know how to grow and you know make any changes and we don't really do CE. And so I brought all this knowledge to them and all of these different changes that they wanted to make. Their practice has gone from very low numbers from <gasps> To exceeding any expectations and goals that the doctor had with her books so that's just on the books the testimonials from this particular practice are off the chart that hygienist is now scheduling scaling and root planning which was one of her goals in the beginning based off of continuing education encouragement and just coaching and a lot of role-playing so we have a, an assistant that receives training from me as my dental assisting training. We have front office that is receiving training and coaching from me. Hygienist role playing and growing and learning in her field. And actually the dentist, I coach and mentor her as well. So it is just successful for everyone all the way around. What kind of results did, were you able to create for them? As far as numbers or team? Yeah, both. Numbers, she went from, 
I don't know how many I can, what I can, what I can say, what I can't say, but uh, let's just say we quadruple her monthly production and collection. Wow. All by focusing on the customer experience. Absolutely. And now every patient is greeted when they come in. Every patient is treated like family and her confirmations and commitment now from her patients in just the 12 months I've been working with her is off the chart incredible. That's amazing. Anything else you want to add, Trish, before we wrap up? Well, I just want to say I'm just so excited to be on here today, and I really appreciate everything. And I look forward to helping a lot of practices continue to nourish and grow and um, working my dental detective magic. That's awesome. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, Trish, how can they do that? Um, they can go to my website and they can fill out the contact information on the investigate form and I will be in touch with them. I'm on Facebook. I love Facebook and social media. <laughs> so you can always connect with me on there as well. Perfect. We will put all that information in the show notes when this uh, podcast goes live. Thank you very much, Trisha. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, I thank you for your time and uh, thank you for helping us get to know you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, my honor. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of the Growing Dentist podcast show.